We've been called many things. Two peas in a pod. Thelma and Louise. Best friends. Thing one and thing two. And a good number of times, even sisters. But the one we love the most is mother and daughter. And that's the tea. What's the tea, Nina? Is that's the tea? That, that's but, the tea. But I don't get it. Never mind. I'll explain it later. Welcome to Real Talk with Deb and Nia. As a friendly reminder, you can find our episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So make sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss out. Welcome back to Real Talk with Deb and Nia. I'm Deb. And I'm Nia. Today marks our final reflections recap of the year, and we're finishing with some clips from some powerful self-mastery conversations. Self-mastery is an ever-evolving process that some of us refer to as doing the work, which is kind of what we call it. For us, it was just a natural topic to follow self-awareness. You know, once we have a better understanding of who we are, we can begin to seize control of our life's direction. However, for most of us, that means changing how we think a little bit and consistently behave so that we truly are masters of our own destiny. So in season one, we invited many wise and experienced guests to join us to discuss how we could become better masters of ourselves. And one of those guests was Don Miguel Ruiz Jr. Miguel Jr. is the son of Don Miguel Ruiz, who is the author of The Four Agreements. And Miguel Jr. joined us for tea to talk about his book, The Mastery of Self. Built upon the foundation that his father's book taught, Miguel Jr.'s book is a wonderful guide on how to look inward, reflect, let go of old ideas and mindsets, and finding, embracing, and becoming your beautiful, authentic self. So, from the teacher of Toltec wisdom and author himself, here's a clip from Miguel Jr. defining self-mastery and articulating the struggles we all face on this journey of self-discovery and mastery of self. Oh, sure. Um, For me, self-mastery is the moment I stop pretending to be something I am not and accept myself just the way I am. It is the moment where I let go of any model by which I domesticate myself. You know, sometimes I can use my identity uh, to domesticate myself. You know, for example, Toltec. In, in order to be worthy of love, I have to always live up to the four agreements. Don't take things personal. Don't make assumptions. Always do, always do my best. I forgot the other agreement. Oh, no. How can I call myself Don Miguel Ruiz Jr. if I don't know the four agreements? And there is a downward spiral punishing me for not living up to this image that I consider worthy of love, that image that is perfection. If I live up to this image, I'm worthy of love. But if I fall short of that image, I'm worthy of the punishment. And at that moment, I'm using the four agreements as an instrument of my my domestication. The telltale sign that I do that is judging myself for taking things personal, judging myself for making an assumption, judging myself for not being impeccable with the word and the rest of it. At that moment, I corrupt the four agreements and turn it into the four conditions of my personal freedom. So in regards to how does that relate to mastery of self, when we pretend to be something we're not and we create this condition, in this case, the four conditions, don't take things personal. I'm, I'm only worthy of love if I don't take things personal. 
and I judge myself every time I do, then I'm there. I'm, I'm punishing myself for not being that image that I, that I consider worthy of love. It's kind of like the parents are saying, to be worthy of love, I have to be 27 years old, weigh 170 pounds, and have hair like my brother Jose, that if you ever see him, it's long and full and beautiful. <laughs> yeah. But I look at myself in the mirror, and that's just not the truth. I'm 45 years old. I weigh 190 pounds, and this is the truth of my hair. I'm definitely balding. <laughs> if Since I don't live up to that image of perfection, then I'm going to start castigating myself. You fat, you bald fat, you old bald fat. And I begin to judge myself. But all I'm doing is I'm judging myself with my own conditions, my own agreements, my the, what I define what a flaw is. Mm-hmm. I'm rejecting who I am based on an ideal that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. So the moment that cycle ends is the moment I accept the truth of who I am. My name is Miguel Angel Ruiz Jr. I do take things personal. I do make assumptions. Sometimes I'm not impeccable with the word. Sometimes I'm not skeptical at all. I buy a hook, line, and sinker. And sometimes I don't do my best. Just ask my wife. She is my witness. (laughs) It is the moment where I stop pretending to be something I am not. And I accept myself just the way I am. And that's what unconditional love is. The willingness to see myself as I am as opposed to conditional love that only sees what it wants to see. So for me, the mastery of self is simply that moment, not only that I come to peace with myself, but I begin to respect myself and accept myself. This is me. The sum of every decision, every choice, and every consequence that brought me to this point in time. And at the same time, I'm the youngest I will ever be. This is me. I am alive at this very moment in time. It's more of an explanation than a definition, but. (laughs) That episode is definitely worth gold. If you find the time, we highly encourage you to listen to the full episode. So many different topics come up besides self-mastery, like parenting and authenticity. Miguel Jr.'s episode is in the first season and it's number 18. You know, I was at the table with him, obviously, because we did. <laughs> that sounds so silly. The virtual table at the vir- Well, we did. We did the show together, and I had actually forgotten some of what we had chatted about. And you would probably say because you teased me so much after that, like, "Oh, mom, you were fanning." Yeah, you were. You were really excited. Oh <laughs> which my is, gosh, which I, is a good thing. <laughs> it is. I love beautiful minds, mm-hmm. and he has a beautiful mind, and also just a really beautiful heart as well. Mm-hmm. So. But I didn't remember that he had defined self-mastery as a moment of discovery as opposed to a process. You know, of course, there's a process to getting to the place of really accepting yourself as you are. But what he said was, and I'm just going to share it again. He does say it in the quote, but I think I think it's worth repeating. He says, the mastery of self is simply that moment, not only that I come to peace with myself, but I begin to respect myself and accept myself. This is me, the sum of every decision, every choice, and every consequence that has brought me to this point in time. And I just, when I heard it again, I went, whoa, that's so true. Like that moment, it's a really powerful moment. And for a lot of us, it's an elusive one. You know, there's always something that if we hadn't done that, or if we were more like this, then, Mm -hmm. 
and remembering this or even thinking that, you know, when you get to that place or having a goal of getting to that place opens up everything, you know, and you'll really be on, on a path to living your best life. So, but notice that his perspective is like absent habit changes, power mind shifts, you know, it's different. It's simply the acceptance of the truth of who you are and who you've been and accepting and respecting yourself right there. So I'm still studying with that one myself, you know, I really am. Um, But regardless of their personal definitions of self-mastery, we found some common themes amongst the experts as to what is required for the journey. Commitment was one. Vulnerability, honesty, and authenticity were also on the list of many. That brings us to our next guest, Dr. Vicki Johnson. She's the author of the book, Soul Wealth, Finding Vision, Compassion, Authenticity, Abundance, and Legacy in the Midst of Chaos. And she has a very different definition for legacy as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dr. Vicki believes that authenticity is the power behind our quest to become masters of ourselves and that it leads to a more vibrant and fulfilled life. She personally, she's a really powerful personal story as well. And she lives a life that truly embodies what she shares and teaches. And in this clip, she is responding to a question that I posed to her regarding her intentions for writing Soul Wealth in the manner in which she did. And that's like the form, how it's set up. And it was in part because I read it, I read it very quickly and I finished the book and I thought it was wonderful. But even as I was reading on it, I felt like I needed to stop and like really take that in. I I felt like I was reading it too quickly. And so I was asking her, how did you intend for this to be read? (laughs) (laughs) And this is what Dr. Vicky had to say about that and the perfect timing of the release of this soul wealthy message. My intention was for it to be unique for everyone. It is a fast read. It's the kind of book that you can read quickly and then go back and read again and then let it really seep down into your, your cells. You know, everyone has a different experience with it because when, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. My intent really was to just be as authentic as I possibly could and let the medicine go where it is most needed. And that is unique to the reader. And that is the feedback that I get. I don't think anyone has ever told me the same thing in terms of the impact of the book. And that really blesses me because then I'm not attached to the outcome. My assignment was to write the book and it took me about four years to write that book, you know, and and I, I would get bursts of downloads and then nothing. And now I understand that the book was for now, is for now, because it was released in August 2019. And then the world shut down in March mm-hmm. of 2020. Chaos, right? So soul wealth is possible in the midst of chaos. And for the book, the timing of the release of the book, to be just a few months before the world shut down and changed forever. I know the timing of God is perfect. 
And this is a beautiful time to be reading it, <laughs> to reflect mm-hmm. and to 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 be introspective. Mm-hmm. And it's the grand pause. Yes. You know, yes. The, you know, it's nice to have guides to work with as we try to discover what we're supposed to learn from all of this and create a new normal. You're exactly. right. We'll never be the same. We'll never be the same. But that doesn't mean that it won't be perfectly wonderful. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of how it is. It's a cleansing place. And I think your book is kind of a cleansing space. So how does authenticity relate to self-mastery? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I pause because I just want to make sure I am giving the best answer for this moment. So mastery, self-mastery comes from repetition. And it's easy to repeat who you are than to have to constantly go through the motions of something you're not. So authenticity allows us to have the energy that we need to move through our lives with grace versus moving through our lives in a miserable energy because it's not really who we are or what we love or who we are called to be. So it's easy to do Vicky when Vicky is doing what Vicky loves. And that is the goal for all of us really is to, you know, live a life that we love, live your best life. You know, it's kind of cliche-ish now, or, you know, YOLO, you only live once. But what, what difference are you making? Whose life are you touching? Every night when you go to bed, you know, are you better than you were when you woke up that morning? What are you going to do today to allow someone to experience God through you, you know, as you? That is what authenticity gives us. It gives us the gift of significance. And it's easy to master self when the reward is fulfillment. I am fulfilled in who I am. So it's easy for me to repeat my patterns that are healthy, that are nurturing and nourishing because I see the results. Oh my goodness, did you get that? Which part? Okay, we had this long, beautiful conversation. And in the end, this tiny concept bubbled up for me. You know, Don Miguel Jr. had said, self-mastery is the moment you accept who you are. And then Dr. Vicky echoed that in a way, you know, she said, self-mastery comes from repetition and it's easy to repeat who you are. And the only way you could repeat who you are, this is me saying this, adding to her words, the only way you could repeat who you are is truly seeing it, accepting yourself the way you are, because that's going to come most naturally. You know, it's kind of hard to repeat your representative, right? <laughs> and a lot of us do that. We do that. We bring our representatives. <laughs> they go out and they, they make friends with everyone and everyone thinks that they know us. And then we don't feel known. You're not in. In integrity with yourself. You're not being in integrity with yourself. <laughs> yeah. discussed there, last there's week. so many of these things just kind of, <laughs> mm-hmm. for us, I think, you know, wove themselves together and created an opportunity to just kind of 
I know for me, like go down a rabbit hole in my head. How do I, how do I feel about that? What do I think about that? It, where, where can I put that in my life? How does this change how I feel about something? Or does this really reinforce something that I, that I already believe? It just opened up the door for better questions, mm-hmm. I think. And for me, coming to, um, authentic answers for myself. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I degree. <laughs> you do a lot of degree. I do do a lot of degree because sometimes you just say it and I got nothing else to add. <laughs> so, um, you know, regardless of your personal perspective, whether we're living in a manner or in the manner we've allowed others to impose on us or from our authentic selves, we are still choosing. And it's so important to remember that while we can't always control our circumstances, we always have the ability to choose our responses. Our next guest reminds us that the achievement of our desired outcomes is our own responsibility. Our guest is a mindset and money coach, and her name is Lisa Peterson. Uh, she's the author of a successful book, The Mindful Millionaire. She's also was mom's coach her first like business coach and she is remained a dear friend we love talking with lisa we love hanging out with lisa it's a whole thing we do she's a doll yeah <laughs> she, and she's brilliant and she's also it's so incredibly sweet she yes. is what she teaches as well mm-hmm. Which, mm-hmm. yes uh and since self-mastery comes from the self only we hold the keys and Lisa also reinforces the idea that we are continually growing and learning, becoming more and more aligned with our higher and true selves. See, there's that authenticity concept again, Mm -hmm. right? I mentioned it in the show and I'll share it here again because I'm not alone in this. I've spoken to so many people, mostly women, but some men as well, who have lost sight of who they really are at the core. You know, we have so many roles and labels and outside folks who are just happy to stamp a definition on our foreheads, right? (laughs) You know, this is who you are, right? And it can really, you know, sometimes be a challenge to hold on to you, that you that sometimes nobody knows, mm-hmm. even when you're not being an imposter, like just because people aren't allowing you the space to step into your truth. And so when I met Lisa years ago, I didn't even know I was in that place until she asked me one simple question that changed my life. And that question was, who are you? And I have used it as I was coaching other people and almost to the person it just stops people in their tracks. And that's what it did for me. And so if you're, you know, (laughs) if you're sitting at home slapping your forehead going, what is wrong with her? How does she not know who she is? I don't mean who you are in the world. I'm not talking about what roles you play. I'm not talking about what you do. I'm not talking about those things that are like outer definitions. Who are you at the core of your being absent all of that otherworldly stuff? I didn't know. I just didn't know. And I'm, and I'm eternally grateful that Lisa appeared in my life at that perfect time. I manifested her and, and she was my guide on my journey to gain clarity and to rediscover myself. So if you're out there listening and like me, you no longer remember what truly lights you up and who you are at the center of your soul. You are in the right place. Real Talk is a journey to celebrate our unique selves journey to its highest and most abundant expression. So, but I'm, I'm digressing. 
But not really, though, because Lisa's all about abundant living in every era of our lives as well. You know, she happens to also be a money expert. But in this clip from season one, episode 16, we chat about one of the keys to abundant living, which is assuming responsibility for our stuff and also the reality that this is really a journey as opposed to a destination. So listen in as Lisa vulnerably shares from her own life experience. What we're kind of hinting around is this idea of living life when we take full responsibility for our own experiences. People, we say we do, but if we're fully responsible, then the blame game has to go. Mm -hmm. That's a hard one. Especially if you were raised in a home where it happened a lot, like my, my family, it happened a lot. And so I'm watching us trying to break some things. And I think that this, my daughter recently came back uh, with her boyfriend and they're, they're about to help us build a new house next door. And so we've got five of us now. So um, my son, my daughter, my husband, myself, and then Kelby, uh, her boyfriend. And we are entering into this, you know, pod, if you will, of like vulnerability and openness and, and taking responsibility and like really, you know, and I think that whenever you have a new person come into a pod, cause we had the family pod and then Kelby comes in and there's all kinds of dynamics that are shifting. And I, and he's a very high responsibility person to begin with. And so like, we're all learning and kind of going to the next level together and, Oof, it's, I'm having to up my game in this conversation. I'm realizing some things like you notice these places that you could be taking more responsibility and the ripple because we don't expect, I don't sit and say my husband needs to take more responsibility and then we'll all be better. The only way I can change the dynamics in the relationship is by me taking more responsibility and owning it and account being accountable to how I show up and who I want to become in this relationship, right? Sounds like self-mastery. <laughs> it, it, it really, it really, really is. I was saying to someone the other day, you know, you start peeling back the layers and you think, oh, and you're peeling and peeling. And under every layer is this other layer, is this other layer. Is it ever done? Do we ever get to the core of the onion? I think that the nuances become finer and finer tuning if we're doing our work and we're really continuing to show up. I don't think it's fair to say we're ever done because I think that we stay in this human life through this journey because we have something still to learn. When we, you know, I I like the idea of we're either growing or we're dying because I think that as long we will stay here as long as we're growing. And I want to show up to my last day still in that growth mindset. And I feel like that has propelled me to be the teacher that I am today because I've pushed myself to say, well, what else? You know, like what can you have even better relationships than you do today? Can they get better? Can they get better? And every time I look, there's opportunity to continue to do that. And my friends, to me, that is abundant living. We do not always have to get it right. 
Yet every experience is an opportunity to learn and expand into a higher version of ourselves. And I think that's why we're here. That's yeah. my, you know, thought. That's why I'm here. Yeah. In my I, world. <laughs> I think that's a good purpose. <laughs> uh, and yeah, piggying back on what mom said, that you know, finding our higher selves, that has been our intention over the past two seasons. We want everyone to be able to have that life that they say that they want and to experience all that they desire. Because who are we not? To, to have <laughs> Sounds like that. a little Marianne Williamson <laughs> yeah. quote creeping in there. So. Uh, you know, we hope our conversations have left you feeling informed, inspired, and motivated to make changes, however small, that move you closer to your definition of a vibrant and abundant life. Thanks for joining us on these reflections. Remember that all the episodes that were played in here are listed and can be found in the description. Be sure to follow us on social media at RealTalkDN. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. And be sure to check out our website, www.realtalkwithdebonia.com, for more info on all of our guests and everything that's happening in regards to the Real Talk podcast. And be sure to hit the subscribe button on whatever podcast streaming service you're on. And if you have a minute, leave a review. We love to know how we're doing and how you're feeling and maybe what topics you'd like to hear us discuss. We are completely open. It's the Real Talk after all. <laughs> we like to discuss anything if you haven't noticed with 40 episodes. We like to talk. <laughs> so we hope... We hope that you have enjoyed every moment because we sure have. So thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time. See you back for season three. Dun, dun, dun. January. <laughs> we'll see you then. Real Talk with Deb and Nia can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and on Google Podcast. You can also check out our YouTube channel. And make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at RealTalkDN. See you, See you next time. time.